the latest evidence on donor motivations. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Siobhan Shrestha. Siobhan is a visiting research associate with the Indiana University Lilly Family School Philanthropies research team, and he led the effort on a new study looking at donor motivations. Siobhan, thanks so much for being with us. What are some of the key findings from this study? Thank you so much for having me, Bill. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here today. So um, the research study was uh, spaced out over three different um, research. Um, one of, the first one was a focus group study um, carried out with 83 participants. The second one was a survey carried out with specifically donors um, that have given through nonprofits um, that subscribe to subscription giving, a new model or method of giving. And the third one was an experiment that looked at um, how donors reacted to various fundraising materials and their effect on um, their decision to give. So uh, overall thinking, um, our findings found that donors are much more proactive in their giving decisions today. They're making more strategic choices. They're doing their own research and education when it comes to the organizations they want to support. And similarly, they're also giving to organizations that they have a previous connection with or that they have a personal connection or relationship or somebody they know at the organization with. So um, I think this is kind of partially attributed to um, the pandemic. Um, donors are focusing much more on a larger impact through more strategic and smaller gifts. And they really want to, a quote that comes to my mind is they want to have meaning and purpose through the gifts that they give today. Can you expand on, you mentioned the word strategic a couple of times there in your initial response. Um, it sounds to me like that means people aren't just giving indiscriminately or just responding to broad general appeals for charitable uh, support, that they're being very specific with their charitable behavior and their charitable donation decision-making. Can you help us understand more of this understanding of donors being strategic in their relationships with nonprofit organizations? Sure. So um, in my focus groups with the donors, uh, an over a theme that kept um, coming up was that donors wanted to focus their dollars where they saw the most impact. So another piece to their strategic giving choices is the fact that they do want to see an impact or a tangible impact or effect from the dollars that they donate to these organizations. Similarly, um, the reason behind this proactive or strategic giving choice that donors are adopting nowadays is primarily because they want to make a bigger impact through their donations. They recognize that they can't help everywhere. And I think the pandemic kind of highlighted that even more when there was a kind of an influx of different responses, different crises, different issues. And donors really wanted to focus in on where they could have an impact so that they could also um, have a broader impact on their local community, but also their community that they consider um, within their social sphere. So donors wanting to make a difference, wanting to have an impact through their charitable giving. And, and you mentioned earlier, especially with nonprofits with whom they have a close relationship. What does close relationship mean? It sounds like that's not just the first meeting. Does this take many years to develop? When does a donor think or feel that they have a close relationship with a nonprofit? What does that look like? Sure. So um, many of the donors wanted to streamline their giving. Um, by giving non-financial resources to fewer organizations, as well as giving or donating larger amounts um, in smaller gifts 
So in saying this, the organizations they primarily select are um, so an organization that ha they have a personal connection or relationship with, are visibly demonstrating positive impact in their local community, or organizations that are engaging in intentional education of needs on the part of the donor. So it, these organizations can be any from that some that they have volunteered with or that they know of through someone that has volunteered at their organizations with, or um, their friends, their family, or somebody they know has worked at that organization. So it provides a higher level of trust in that organization through these personal connections or word of mouth. So personal relationship from having volunteered, personal relationship by having friends or family members who are associated with the nonprofit, and at the beginning, then you also said something about, you know, being educated about the nonprofit. So if I'm a nonprofit fundraiser and I'm not so fortunate that you've been associated with my nonprofit or have a family or member or friend who's been associated, does my outreach to you with information still make a difference? How, how does that factor into these charitable uh, behaviors and decision making? Definitely. While personal relationships were the strongest factor in the shift and changes of participants giving, Participants did also mention that um, they've clearly highly value organizations that reach out to them with um, clear information on where the most need is for their organization, as well as the most impact that they are having. And I think during this pandemic years, social media and digital channels or digital channels of engagement have been paramount um, to reaching a newer, wider range, or, range of audiences, as well as an audience or generation of donors that primarily give online. Can you help us understand what the study found in that regard pertaining to video? We know that Google a couple of years ago came out and said that when people see a video from a nonprofit, 57% of those folks are likely to donate to that nonprofit. What did this study find, not just in terms of social media overall, but especially the influence that a well-produced social media video can have on donor motivation and behavior? Sure. So the experiment that I mentioned earlier uh, found that the videos were more effective than a brief narrative in establishing a connection with current as well as potential donors. So not only was the video effective for people who had not heard of the nonprofit prior, it was also effective for people who hadn't reported no donating behavior to any nonprofits in the previous 12 months. And were there any parameters on what types of video were most effective? Does it need to be professionally produced? Can I create something on my iPhone? Should it be shorter? Should it be longer? Uh, within your experiment, did any uh, learnings along those lines materialize? Sure. So the experiment primarily induced the participants to think about the moral principle of care. So an internalized moral value that one should help those in need. So any video that shows clearly that a person is being helped or a certain group of people or a community is being helped through tangible um, donation dollars, I think that resonates most with the people. So videos that show specific need, videos that show specific assistance. And what about the method for delivering these videos? Was it by email? Was it on social media like Facebook? Or did it really not matter that however they received the video had this type of positive influence? What did your study find? So the experiment directly de delivered these videos um, to our participants. So we weren't able to measure with the method of the effectiveness of uh, the outreach, but we also tested these videos against email messages that were sent out as part of fundraising messages. And when compared, emails did um, less, emails were less effective 
at reaching these donors or forming a connection with these donors when it came to the nonprofit organization's message. So an email is good, but a video is very good, it sounds like, from your study at influencing donor behavior. Siobhan, as you take a step back and you look at all these wonderful findings about donor motivation, what advice do you have for fundraisers uh, on how they can utilize the findings from this study for their day-to-day fundraising and their long-range fundraising planning? Sure. So one of the key parameters that we also looked at from these these studies was about trust. Uh, kind of public perception of nonprofits as well as public trust in nonprofits. So the key finding was here that participants also brought up concerns about work culture, noting that how an organization treats their employees makes a difference in whether they remain engaged and confident in the organization. So employee treatment and health was particularly important during the COVID-19 pandemic. As donors were ready to stop giving to organizations, they perceived as unnecessarily putting their employees at risk were were not paying their employees a fair wage for the work that they were doing. So seeing organizations make efforts to build relationship with donors through um, communicating their values and their treatment of employees was seemed as um, communicated legitimacy and longevity uh, of the organization. Also, another advice that we would impart from our studies is that for small and medium-sized nonprofits who don't have the staff or resources to execute major gifts campaign or extensive fundraising marketing campaigns, grassroots fundraising remains um, still an important source of raising money. So organizational leadership and board members who recognize the importance of grassroots fundraising and learn the importance of or learn the importance of being able to develop capacity for their smaller nonprofits more effectively through grassroots fundraising were also seen as, uh, were perceived as being more legitimate as well as able to adapt in times of crises. You know, Siobhan, that's a great point with about 75% of nonprofits in the United States having budgets of less than $1 million, uh, that the findings from this study can apply to nonprofits of all sizes, including those relatively smaller, and as you mentioned, grassroots nonprofit organizations. If we're thinking about donors, who are wanting to be strategic. And by strategic, that means being made aware of specific need and being made aware of specific impact and how their donation will be uh, impactful to being able to see that in a short video that comes to them. And of course, we can deploy our board members and our volunteers and our other donors when appropriate our program participants to get that video out through their social media channels uh, that there's wonderful opportunity uh, to really reach donors at their prime areas of motivation. And this study helps us do that. The uh, information is so helpful for practical fundraising and helps inform our coursework here at the Fundraising School. We have more than 20 public courses. Now, those are available in person more and more uh, in many different locations across the United States. And the huge increase in online education that developed during the pandemic, that's here to stay. So we have plenty of online course offerings, both recorded, perfect for your schedule, or live if you want that live virtual feel for your training, that's available as well. Now our custom training, we can tailor courses specifically for your nonprofit, your region, your association, anywhere in the United States and anywhere across the world. We'll take care of the time zones and the courses for you uh, based on your particular needs. We have quarterly webinars, and of course these free podcasts, 
Information about the fundraising school, including our good friends at the research team, is available online at philanthropy.iuei.edu forward slash the fundraising school. So grateful to our guests today, Siobhan Shrestha, our producers today, Jennifer Balkman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Thank you.